0: All right. Good afternoon, Raider Nation. It is episode number six of the Raiders Sports Podcast. My name's Shay Neal, live from my apartment this week because of the (laughs) snowstorm that hit. I'm joined, of course, as always, by WWS or WSU Guardian. I'm sorry, I'm so used to saying WWSU, but WSU Guardian sports reporter Noah Kindig. Noah, uh, first time in a few weeks we haven't been in the studio, but this might be the best week of content we've ever had on this podcast. There is so much to get into.
1: Exactly. There's so much to talk about, and I'm so sad that we're not in the studio. I literally cannot leave my house. There is piles of snow. I cannot drive my car i'm gonna have to shovel my car to get to the volleyball game at six o'clock tonight but we got a lot to talk about seven seven teams to talk about today is that how many
0: so just thinking off the top of my head here we go we got a gem city jam tonight right state and ud are going head to head no it's not basketball i'm so excited We're, we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into of course the volleyball team's undefeated we're gonna get into the soccer teams the soccer teams play great over the weekend Uh, And then, of course, we have two cross-country runners that were just named Horizon League Runner of the Week. And then when we invite, Will Baptist is going to join us in about 20, 30 minutes. And we're going to do a complete breakdown of the Horizon League tournament. We're going to give you the top five teams, in our opinion, heading into the tournament. We're going to give you the team that's in the middle of the standings that could get hot. The team, that, if the season ended today, what would you see the Horizon League championship? I'm so excited for the next 50 minutes or so of the show.
1: There is absolutely so much to talk about today, and I don't want to waste any time. So let's get into it.
0: Absolutely. I got to make sure we get it all in in an hour. So we're just going to dive right in. We'll start with the volleyball team. We'll start, They're 6-0 and to start the season. Of course, we uh, last week were, uh, we recorded the in-between their Oakland games. We mentioned it a little bit, but uh, 18 of their first 19 sets are wins for this team. But what I really love to see was for the first time all season, this team was tested. Oakland spoiled seven match points to win that marathon set three. But what I was really impressed with was Ali Matters' group battled back and showed mental toughness to put that match away. Great performance, way to battle from adversity for the first time this season.
1: Yeah, that is the biggest this team has been tested all season. And that's the longest volleyball set I personally have ever seen. Have you seen a longer one? It was 38-36, right?
0: I don't think I've seen anything. Yeah, like I th- th- that's... Run.
1: Yeah, I've I've never seen anything go past like 31. So that was the longest set I've ever seen. Heartbreaking to see them lose their first set that way. But at the end of the day, they bounced back even harder than you Mm -hmm. would have expected, way harder than you would have expected and took the next set and won the game.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, that mental toughness, that, that ability to bounce back was one of the few things that we hadn't found out about this program yet. And then the next day to come back and sweep Oakland, prevent any momentum from the Golden Grizzlies. Just a very impressive weekend on the road. Uh, this team looks by like you know far and away the best team in the Horizon League so far. Uh, I don't think you could really argue that. The teams that were projected to come second and third kind of got boat raced by this team to start the year, if you will.
1: Yep, we'll have to see. And there were some uh, m- teams that were around the middle projected. Uh, UIC is one, I believe, and. There was another one that Wright State's not supposed to play. Uh, I, I would love to see a game between UIC and Wright State coming tournament time, but in the regular season, Wright State doesn't play UIC, who is also 6-0 and right now. Mm-hmm. And then there's a 4-2 and team. Oh, I forget who it is. Uh, yeah, I, I forget who it is. But coming into tournament time, we, hopefully we'll see UIC continue their win streak and Wright State continue their win streak. So maybe we'll get a battle of two undefeated teams come tournament time. That'd be really interesting.
0: Absolutely. And I forgot to mention at the beginning of the you know the podcast that another thing we get to touch on today is we have two different programs on this campus getting votes for the top 25. We saw the basketball graphic come out yesterday, and we'll get into that later. Uh, and I thought, wow, the basketball team's getting top 25 votes two years in a row. That's super cool. And then an hour later, the volleyball team's like, hey, don't forget about us. We're also getting top 25 votes. I'm, I know I'm totally biased when it comes to Wright State and Horizon League sports, but I think with the, the program transformation we've seen in the last three years from this team being a basement dweller and an afterthought on this campus to being an undefeated team getting top 25 votes, I think Ally Matters really deserves consideration for National Coach of the Year.
1: Yeah, and and, I mean, think about it. It's not just you that's saying that. Everywhere on Twitter, on social media sites, any other podcast that's about college sports right now, they are talking right state. In terms of a mid-major college, whether it's for basketball or volleyball, we're getting top twenty-five votes. Teams are worried about us. Teams are scared of us. And coming into tournament time, that's a big advantage for us to have.
0: Absolutely, I think everyone when they talk right state, they instantly think basketball. But now we have volleyball, we have soccer, we have baseball. I mean, it doesn't matter what sport you play. Wright state's a threat now and that's very very cool to see for a school uh, that is a mid major that's it's very rare to be good across all sports and that's credit to Bob Grant that's credit to the athletic department and that's credit to all these athletes and coaches on this campus just doing an outstanding job
1: absolutely and and remember in tournament projections for men's basketball basketball we are ahead of UD so that's what matters
0: hey that's all that's really important speaking of the UD flyers uh, right state of good course, transition did, good hey, transition yeah there we go. <laughs> Six episodes in, we're getting a little better, but uh, the games against Youngstown state this week canceled due to the winter storm. Of course, uh, understandable. I didn't, nobody wanted to see Youngstown state try to travel in that. Um, it was uh, for a couple hours, very brutal. Um, so how about this? A non-conference schedule game, against the University of Dayton volleyball program tonight, 6 p.m. at the time of recording it. It'll be Tuesday night if you're listening to this later in the week. But the Gem City Jam is back. And I know it's not basketball, but I've waited my whole Wright State life to call a Wright State UD game. I couldn't be more excited.
1: Yep. We've got a very, very intense game coming up because both teams are looking pretty good. UD is having a pretty strong volleyball season this year as well. And sadly, we're not going to get to play Youngstown. Youngstown has some really, really promising players in Josie Borum, Margot Thompson, getting some digs, getting some really good kills for Youngstown State. So it's sad that we don't get to see them play. But then again, there's always tournament time. And maybe, who knows, the games will get rescheduled in the future.
0: Yeah, who knows? I mean, there's plenty of uh, if we've learned anything about the last 12 months of sports, it's that anything can happen at any time. So don't expect, you know, expect the unexpected. Who would have thought we'd be playing the university of Dayton this week? So
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, when did the game even get scheduled? Cause I was yesterday, I was on campus getting ready to go to Monday's game. And then at four o'clock, I got a text right. saying the volleyball game was canceled. And then well, the day, I think- and then I just checked this morning and we're playing UD. Exactly.
0: Okay. They canceled the games against Youngstown like yesterday at noon because I was doing the same thing. I was going to see if I could make it uh, to last mm-hmm. night's game. And then uh, I get it like at 8 p.m. last night. They're like, oh, hey, we're going to play UD. And I'm like, yo, that's kind of a big deal. It's Dayton right State. Yeah, What's I know. Cool this day? is
1: exciting. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Uh, and something I wanted to touch on here really quick is, do you think that this version of the Gem City Jam, the right State UD matchup, could this possibly open the door to future Wright State UD showdowns? And I know it's going to be hard for them to get along and play in basketball, but soccer, baseball, uh, golf, cross-country track, I really think this could open the door for Wright State and UD to start being a little more friendly to each other.
1: Absolutely. And – when you look at other sports, especially with how COVID has kind of impacted sports seasons, right now when you have limited games, you're kind of limited. You're limited to where you can travel, how you can travel. So right now, every team's just kind of making sure they get in their conference games and nothing else. But in the next couple of years, uh, once COVID dies down, once seasons open back up to other competitors, I mean, having a team that's really good across all sports, just like Wright State on the same city, I mean, I think we'll see many more matches from UD and from Wright State to come.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. UD, like you mentioned, a very solid uh, team. They're 1-1. and Uh, Their only loss being in five sets, but they do have one of the best players uh, in the Atlantic 10 in Jamie Peterson, uh, having 23 kills uh, in their game over the weekend. She's going to be a threat, and she might be the best attacker that Wright State's faced all season so far.
1: Absolutely. And everybody on this Wright State State attack is scary, but we haven't seen Jenna's story. Well, we have seen her get tested, but I don't think we've seen her come up against an attack like UD has. So it'll be an interesting thing to see tonight.
0: Absolutely. All right, let's move on to soccer. Of course, Will Baptist will be joining us to talk Horizon League tournament and both basketball teams here in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, we'll start with the women. They fall in double overtime, two to one, to Cleveland State. Noah and just uh, if, I don't know how much of this game you saw, but Cleveland State ended with twenty eight shots, thirteen shots on goal. It, Wright State got off to a very fast start, but it seemed like they ran out of gas. And uh, with their game coming up tomorrow against Detroit, my uh, bullet point that I had was: if this team wants to get their first win, they gotta play a full ninety minutes.
1: Absolutely, that's the every single thing. Whenever you look at a soccer team the first thing that you need to look is shots, shots on goal, and when those shots on goal occurred. If they have a good 45 minutes and they go ahead on a team, that's great. But if they fall in the next 45 minutes, at the end of a soccer game, anything can happen. A team can score two goals in three minutes if you're not ready. So this right State side, if they, want to get, if they want to come out with their first win in the Horizon League, like you said, they have to play a full 90 minutes and they have to limit those shots on goal as much as possible. If the other team is shooting a lot, that's fine. But the defense has to get in the way and make sure that those shots aren't anywhere near the net.
0: Absolutely. They play Detroit Mercy tomorrow. Uh, well, that would be Wednesday if you're listening to it. So the game, because of the weather, got moved up to 9.30 a.m., and it will be played indoors now. But, uh, hey, uh, I have no class tomorrow morning, and uh, now I can wake up and start the day with a little bit of Wright State women's soccer. So excited uh, for that, and hopefully they can get their first win tomorrow against the Titans.
1: Absolutely. Excited to watch.
0: All right, the men's soccer team. Oh, that was an unbelievable game. I don't know if you watched. What them. a game. What a them. game. Right? Losing one nothing to UIC, who's the projected conference uh, winners. Uh, very, very heartbreaking loss. Uh, they played a very tough game defensively. Uh, UIC just got that one goal. But then Detroit Mercy, they beat them 3-2 to two in overtime. What a bounce-back performance. And it, started, it was the opposite for the men. They started off slow, gave up two goals in the first 17 minutes, but the defense locked up, and Wright State got the last two goals of the match and pulled away. What a performance uh, by this men's soccer team and Jake Slemker. Great bounce-back win.
1: Yeah, you had a five goal game where teams were very aggressive from the beginning and then locked down on defense in the second half. You had a goal from both Detroit and from Wright State in the first five minutes of the game. One goal from t- both teams in the first five minutes of the game. How often does that happen in soccer? Almost I never. And then you have see. and and then you have Miri for the Detroit Titans putting in a Another goal, 18 minutes. Wright State responds, 48th minute. And then both teams locked down, play incredible defense. There were some amazing saves from both goalkeepers. And they made it all the way to 99 minutes. So Mm -hmm. what a game from both sides. But Wright State pulled out in the end. It was, did you see the celebration at the end?
0: I did. I did. It was a very, very, it was just a very fun atmosphere. It was one of those games where I wish I could have been there because it felt like, you know, you could just feel the energy inside the stadium.
1: Yeah, when I, when I was watching it, my food got cold. I was I was trying to eat my food, and it got cold because I was too I was too focused on the game, man. I couldn't eat.
0: I'm totally going to butcher this name, and I should have looked up a pronunciation, but two goals, including the game winner from Joe Cuadio. He's also named the Horizon League Offensive Player of the Week. Well-deserved. He's been an impressive uh, new attacker for the Wright State soccer team, and he gets two goals, including the game winner in the 99th minute, like you mentioned. Uh, Well-deserved Horizon League Offensive Player of the Week.
1: Like you said, Horizon League Offensive Player of the Week. Congratulations to him. And the biggest thing I want to compliment him on from one prior soccer player, not a very good soccer player, but from one prior soccer player to uh, Joe Joe Coadio, congratulations on your award. And I want to compliment you because not only did you put in two goals, but in every single play, you were making the effort. You were coming toward the ball. You were making sure your teammates had room. You were giving them open passes. You were putting in full effort in every single play. So congratulations to you. Well deserved. Absolutely,
0: he really, really, really played well. And uh, another guy, this is a guy that I, I've had a class with in the past, so a little bit of a, I've gotten interactive interact with him a few times. But uh, another goal for Zion Beaton, he's been, uh, he's been a guy that's uh, really been a a spark for me that I've noticed over the last couple of years. Where he's not the main goal scorer, he's not the the face of right State men's soccer, but this is a guy that has speed, he has finesse. And when he comes and when he gets that ball on that far side and can, you know, use the sideline to his advantage, uh, this is a guy that can score a goal at any time. He's dangerous. And he proved it scoring another goal against Detroit.
1: Yep. And one thing I want to talk to them, One thing I want to just compliment the whole team on in overtime is they were ready. I mean, you can have some teams coming into overtime where they are nervous to attack because they don't want to be the one to get scored on and force that goal. They could be nervous to get into the attacking third. But Wright State, in 10 minutes of overtime, putting four shots on – putting four shots toward – the Detroit Titans goal while the Detroit Titans only had one shot in overtime throughout the entire thing. So they played aggressive from the start of overtime. They weren't scared. They knew that this was their game to win and they took the game.
0: Absolutely. I think that game really uh, got uh, cemented them back as a, I mean, of course, losing one, nothing to UIC is no, uh, you know, a poor loss. I mean, UIC is a very, very good program, but um, I think that that game really helped them uh, with their confidence, and uh, it really cemented them back as serious Horizon League Championship contenders.
1: Exactly. Just get, getting an overtime goal has to do so much for your confidence as a player, as a team, coming out with that late win when you don't know whether it's going to be you or them. Getting that overtime goal is going to push you forward with so much momentum.
0: So their game against Northern Kentucky that was supposed to happen this week, it was actually, I think, supposed to be tonight. Um, yeah, it was got supposed getting- to be tonight. It got canceled due to the storm. Uh, So their next game will be against Cleveland State coming up on Monday, and I'm excited for that one. Uh, Hopefully they can get their second win of the season and start a little bit of a winning streak to get themselves back to the top of the league.
1: Hopefully. Should be a good game. I'm very excited to see it.
0: And one last thing I want to touch on here before we bring on Will and talk uh, basketball in the Horizon League tournament. I'm really excited for this. Um, I think this is the the content on this week's show is insane, like I keep saying. But how about this? Wright State cross-country stars. Max Pettit and Abigail Halsey sweeping the Horizon League Runner of the Week award. I mean, it doesn't matter what sport you're watching here at Wright State, what sport you're playing, Wright State seems to be good at it. Congrats to Max, and uh, congrats to Abigail, Horizon League Runner of the Week. Way to sweep it, way to show uh, that Raiders mean business in any sport.
1: Exactly. Doesn't matter what sport you're looking at on this Wright State campus. Over the past couple of years, every single team that we have here has championship potential. Every single player on this team is working so hard to make sure that the name of Wright State is is taken from the bottom of the barrel to the best in college sports.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, this is going to be a little bit different from uh, prior weeks because this is the first time that I'm not recording this in studio and I'm not in studio to uh, make sure that the podcast airs. So what I'm going to do is we're going to step away for about two minutes, uh, and when we come back, Will Baptist will join us. On the other side of the break, we're talking all things Horizon League basketball, men's uh, sweeping Milwaukee, the women sweeping Northern Kentucky. How big was that? And, of course, we'll get into all things Horizon League tournament. Will now writing for IPFW and uh, the Horizon Roundtable, uh, excited to pick his brain on the upcoming Horizon League tournament uh, with March Madness coming up right around the corner. So we're going to step away when we come back. Will joins us here on the podcast. Don't go anywhere. The Raiders Sports Podcast continues next. All right, back here. It's the Raiders Sports Podcast right here on WWSU 106.9 or on our social media platforms, however you're listening to us. We appreciate it. I'm Shane Neal. Alongside with me, Noah Kindig, like always. And now... We are joined by the former Guardian sports writer and now doing some work with IPFW, the Cavs, Fear the Sword. I mean, you're doing a ton of stuff around the area. Will Baptist, good to have you on, man. Thanks for being here.
2: Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. You know, happy to be a part of this.
0: Um, and yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Happy to talk Raiders hoops. I can't, couldn't ask for a better, Noah, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, but I mean... I don't know how with Gem City Jam, with Horizon League Tournament, with, uh, you know, top 25 votes, everything that's happened in the last 48 hours, we somehow forgot that it's also NKU Right State Week.
1: Yeah, we didn't even mention that. There's so much stuff going on. We have seven sports to talk about. There's NKU Week, Gem City Jam. Oh, my gosh. There's so much to talk about.
0: And, Will, I know that uh, it's volleyball, it's not basketball. But really quick, I want to get your thoughts. Wright State and UD squaring off tonight. How good does it feel to have a Gem City Jam back?
2: It feels good, man. Uh, hopefully the Raiders can get it done. It's going to be exciting. It's
0: going be should be good. But uh,
2: it's going to be good. Hopefully Raiders
0: get it done. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Two tournament teams. That's just—I mean—right state and UD is just a, a matchup that I think needs to be—it ha- needs to happen more than it does. It I really hope that does. It, it, really it does. I hope that it kickstarts a, a rivalry here that goes forward and uh, across numerous sports, even if basketball doesn't get it together. But what's? I think, off- oh, go ahead.
1: I, I think it will. I mean, I, th- I think we'll see more UD games, especially once COVID dies down. But that's just me. I, I understand right.
0: why we don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. It's two teams ten minutes apart that are. Very similar talent-wise across many sports, and they just don't like playing each other. It, it'll
1: bring in so many spectators, too, no matter Ooh. where it's at. Because even UD if it's, it's at one. UD or even if it's at Wright State, I'll, I'll go to UD and watch that game.
0: It doesn't matter if it's at UD or at Wright State. Almost any time they play each other in any sport, the building will sell out.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, all right, let's dive into it. Women's basketball over the weekend, Noah. They sweep NKU on the road, holding on to first place. It was an unbelievably impressive performance. They forced turnovers their defense was great and they shot the ball well it it, it was a weekend that really made me think of them as serious title contenders
1: Yep, and it was really good to see that while Angel Baker did do Angel Baker things as she always does, it was great to see the other members of the roster putting good points, show that they can compare to the best in the Horizon League as well and they're just on a great momentum right now. Six wins coming into the final weekend of the regular season and looking into tournament time. This team is mm-hmm. looking very, very strong and I'm hoping for the amazing Angel Baker show coming into tournament time.
0: Absolutely. Imani Jefferson, Horizon League Freshman of the Week for the second time this year. She scored... I forget
1: she's a freshman like is that just me is that is that just me or I I just completely forget she's a freshman
0: no I feel like she she plays like she's you know a junior where she just she seems like she always has uh you know that court vision she reminds me a lot when I watch Imani Jefferson kind of run the offense a little bit she reminds me a lot of how Jalen Hall sees the court and this is Jalen Hall's fourth year with the men's team so it's like Imani's just picked it up so fast and it's crazy to believe that she's still a true freshman
2: yeah. She's starting to look more I mean her minutes increase more and more. She starts to look more comfortable out there. She she's really impressive.
0: So she wins her second Horizon League freshman of the week award. And like I mentioned, the Wright State Raiders of course known for their you know their defense and their rebounding and they were dominant in that like always, but something that's really been huge in this 6 game winning streak that's really put them at the top of the league is that they're finally knocking down shots. And Angel Baker's been a huge part of that, but the inconsistencies on offense has been an issue all year long. And now players like Baker, Frierson, Jefferson, Hale, uh, they have that core group of players that are getting the job done on offense. It's finally a team that can beat you on both ends of the floor.
1: Definitely, and coming into tournament time, that's got to be scary for every other team in the Horizon League. Wright State's the team that's in first by broad daylight. If I'm any other team in the Horizon League, they're the team with a target on their back. They're the team that I have to strategize to beat. They're the team that I don't want on my side of the bracket. Right. Yeah. So
0: now they play Green Bay this weekend, and this is, this is a fun matchup for me because this might be the two hottest teams in the Horizon League. The two teams that are playing the best basketball right now, and they both have so much on the line, where Wright State can clinch the one seed, but Green Bay can also clinch home court advantage in the quarterfinals. Both have very important weekends ahead of them, and uh, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be two great games because I think Green Bay uh, plays very well uh, their strengths against Wright State's weaknesses, but I also think Wright State's strengths are on a really high level right now. I think we're going to have two games this weekend that really feel like a Horizon League tournament game.
2: Yeah, it could be a little preview for a matchup down the road, too.
0: No doubt about it. I mean, Green Bay, we talked about it, Will. Hasn't Green Bay made the Horizon League semis like 27 of the last 30 years? Like yeah. some stupid stat like that?
2: Yeah, it's something wild like that. It's something I can't even comprehend. <laughs>
0: So Noah, what are your thoughts? I mean, heading into this weekend with Green Bay, I mean, it's it's so much on the line. And uh, like I mentioned, Wright State can be the one seed, but Green Bay can also quench their spot in the top four. So it's not like Green Bay is going to be taking it easy on them by any means.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's hard for me to say who's the team behind Wright State right now. I would say Milwaukee, but they had a big loss streak. They, were, they, they didn't look like the same Milwaukee team that we saw at the beginning of the year. You have IEPY and you have Green Bay that are both playing really good basketball right now. At the end of the day, Wright State has to take it to them. They have to play with confidence. If they play like they did, where they're sharing the scoring, where they're spreading the ball, where they're relying on their bench, where they're showing the depth that we have seen throughout the season, I think it'll be a Wright State 2-0. I think that's what we'll see. But at the end of the day, it just comes down to playing with confidence and playing with passion.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that uh, perfectly transitions us into the the first kind of portion of the Horizon League tournament talk that I wanted to get into today, and that's the women's side. So how we're going to do this – Is We're going to start off with top five teams in the conference talent-wise, and uh, then we'll also do the biggest threat to the Wright State Raiders. So I'll go first just to kind of get the ball rolling here. If I had to rank them top five, of course, I think the standings got it right. I got to go Wright State number one right now. I think they're playing the best basketball in the conference. I think that they have the toughest matchup in the league in trying to defend Frierson and Hale down low. I think they have the two, maybe maybe not the two best forwards, but the best duo of forwards in the conference. And, and Angel Baker's playing the best basketball of her life right now and uh, has been averaging like 25 points over the last five games. So Wright State's number one in my eyes. Number two, IUPUI. I still think Macy Williams is the best player in this conference. She's averaging 20 points, 11 rebounds a game over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Austin Parkinson's the reigning coach of the year. I think IUPUI is figuring out their, how they want to play heading into the tournament. So I got them number two. Number three, I'm going with Green Bay. I think Green Bay just has the most experience, has the a great coaching staff, has a lot of depth, and always has great guard play. I think they'll be a very tough out, and I expect us to see it this weekend. Number four, I'm going to go with Milwaukee. I still think that uh, duo of Bisping and Wallstad is a very tough duo to defend. But I think that they've shown that they're vulnerable. I think they've shown that they are beatable uh, by teams like Wright State and IUPY. And for number five, I'm going with Northern Kentucky. Uh, I think that uh, Lindsey Duval has been an unbelievable addition for the Norse. Uh, but like I mentioned uh, with Milwaukee, it feels like four and five with Milwaukee and NKU have maybe fallen a tier behind the top three uh, just because we know a little bit more about their weaknesses than we do with IUPY, Green Bay, and Wright State.
2: Yeah, I definitely think the top three, you know, I mean, it's pretty much Wright State, Green Bay, IUPUI. It just depends what day it is, what your preference is, really. Um, I go Wright State number one. I, they're the hottest team in the Horizon League. In the Horizon League tournament, it's all about momentum. You know, I mean, they have a lot of momentum right now. And then I would put IUPUI two. You know, they have a lot of depth. Macy Williams, I mean, she's just so good. And they're a big team. They're long. And Macy Williams can just dominate inside. Green Bay, I would go three. And I don't think there's much debate there. I mean, Green Bay is a really good team. Caitlin Hibner is solid all around. She's a handful to deal with. And I would go Milwaukee four. And then probably Oakland five. Um, You know, you could go NKU there. But I would probably go Oakland five personally.
0: And I mean, I have no, I mean, no problem with that at all. I put when a couple weeks ago, we did our, if the season ended today, who would be all conference first team. And I put Kalasia Dean on my first team. So I know she's gotten Oakland playing some good basketball. So I think that's a, Oakland's a very solid pick there as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, for me, mine looks very similar to your guys. We have WSU, Right State in first place for very obvious reasons. If you try to guard against Frierson and Hale, you have Angel Baker doing her thing. If you try to guard against Baker, you have Frierson and Hale punishing you so hard in the paint. Uh, number two, we've got IEPY with Macy Williams, with Rachel McLemore just putting in so many points for the side. Macy Williams averaging the second highest points per game in the league and the highest rebounds per game in the league. Mm-hmm. So just a threat on all sides. You, th- There's no plausible way to try to guard against Macy Williams. You just have to try to make up the difference. Right. Uh, let's see. What do I, who do, who do I want to go for here? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably go for Milwaukee. Just this okay. thing. They, they they were on a loose streak for a while, but they did win their most recent game. Milwaukee. They were strong throughout the entirety of the year. They were in first place for a majority of the year. Uh, let's see, who do we want to go for next? There's so many good teams. Like you no, said before, no. there's just like eight teams that could win the league. I have no idea. Uh, I'll probably just go Oakland because they've just been strong on every side of the basketball. They they aren't the strongest team. They aren't the strongest team talent wise, but just on both offense and defense, if they have a good day, they can beat anybody.
0: Okay, and then I think that uh. I I mean, I think that with, like Noah said, where it's just, it's so difficult because it feels like every team has different strengths and you don't know which team's strengths are going to show up on which day where, I mean, you could argue that if Wright State and Milwaukee match up in the tournament, that Wright State has the advantage because they've beaten them twice and they have, you know, the better guard depth and they have uh, Frierson and Hale have shown that they can slow down Wallstad and Bisping, but if Angel Baker can't shoot one game and Megan Walstad has another game like the twenty-eight and fourteen she dropped earlier this year, Milwaukee still got the talent to beat anyone in this league. So it's crazy that you know two weeks out from the Horizon League tournament, we still have no clue who's going to win this conference.
1: <laughs> yeah, a- a- absolutely. And not not only do we have no clue who's going to win the conference, we I, I mean I don't even know what the finals are going to look like. I don't know what the semifinals are going to look like. Right. Any, a- we could walk into semifinals week and IUPY, Green Bay, everybody, they could be out. I And I just, that it's just horizon league things at this point.
0: Right. it reminds me of a couple of years ago when Wright state, actually the men's team won the horizon league championship. Um, they were supposed to, and NKU was the one seed that year because of Jalen Tate, Tyler Sharp, Dantez Walton. That team was Drew McDonald. That team was so good, but Cleveland state, the eight seed knocked them out. And then it's like, Right, State's all like, okay, well, now we get to play maybe Oakland, who had Kendrick Nunn, who, I mean, everyone knows the name Kendrick Nunn now if you're a fan of the Horizon League, averaging 13 a game with the Miami Heat. But at the time, he was averaging 25 a game with the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. And it's like, okay, we're going to have to deal with Kendrick Nunn. Cleveland State knocked them out too. So it's like weird stuff happens all the time in March. I wouldn't be surprised. And this is something that I'm glad you mentioned, Noah, because another thing I wanted to talk about was a middle-of-the-pack team that could pull off upsets. Mine's going to be Cleveland State. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I know they've played a lot of close games, and I know their record kind of reflects poorly on them, but I think Mariah Miller is a top-five player in this league when she's on. And if she has a good two-three-game streak heading into the tournament, I think her offensive ability alone could knock out a lot of the big giants in this conference.
1: Okay.
2: I agree. I couldn't agree more. And, I mean, this time of year, it's all about momentum. And Cleveland State has – I mean, they've won six in a row, I think, you know, after starting one and seven in the conference. So that's a that's a big deal, you know, get really get your confidence going towards the right time of the year and uh I think that could beat anybody.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Youngstown State, Northern Kentucky have been strong throughout the year, which is something to look at. But then again, Cleveland State, they've won their last six games. They were 1-7, and seven, now they're 7-7 seven seven in the league. Right. So that's a threat to look at. Uh, Robert Morris even could be a big threat to look at when we saw players like Esther Castillo take it to Wright State, beat Wright State twice. Right. Wright State's 15-3 and three in the league, and two of those losses are against Robert Morris, a team that's 3-11. and 11. Right. So... It, there, there, there's so many teams I could just be anybody in the league, but mm-hmm. Cleveland State, Robert Morris are for me the threatening middle of the pack teams to look at coming into the tournament time.
0: Well, we talked about it, no, a couple weeks ago when Robert Morris beat Wright State that Robert Morris uh, really found a way of playing where they could hang with some of the the top teams in this league, where they know that they don't have the offense to keep up with teams like Green Bay or Milwaukee or Wright State, so they play you know suffocating defense, they force turnovers, they force mistakes. And then players like Sol Castro and Esther Castado, like you mentioned, step up and uh, they can win a, an ugly basketball game, if you will, like 53 to 52 or 53 to 49 or whatever. So I definitely agree with you. I think uh, if Robert Morris can win uh, this last weekend of the regular season, they're another team to not you know count, count out as an instant, you know easy win into the semis. I think that uh, Cleveland State, uh, I think, would be the biggest team to put uh, on any team's upset alert. Uh, But I think Robert Morris is right there as well. And uh, I guess you could consider Northern Kentucky a middle-of-the-pack team at this point. But uh, with Lindsey Duvall, I think they're a team that could pull off some upsets as well.
1: Yeah, especially with Robert Morris. We talked about it when they played Wright State. They were 0-6 at the time, and we both said they they didn't look like an 0-6 team. So coming to tournament time, if they're able to win out of the season, they could have a lot of momentum coming into the tournament. But right now, it's going to be Cleveland State. That's the the middle-of-the-pack team to look out for.
0: All right, guys. Well, before we get into the men's side of it, uh, I here's the last question I have if uh, right now well, everything we know right now and this is a tough question because we just talked about six seven teams that could do it uh, who is in the Horizon League championship in your eyes I'm gonna say uh, as good as Macy Williams is I think that I think it's so tough to get to back-to-back championship games and I think somebody knocks out IEPY. I don't know who it is yet it could be Cleveland State it could be Green Bay uh, it could be Northern Kentucky I don't know uh, but I'm going to go with Wright State Green Bay for the Horizon League championship. It would be the third time in four years that that's the title game. But right now, I'm confident. I think that's the two uh, teams that I uh, that I think uh, have the best shot uh, heading into the tournament.
2: I, it's tough. I hear what you're saying about IUPUI. You know, it's hard to get back there. But I I think they're going to do it. I Macy Williams is so good. That team is so deep and good. I I I know. I'm a little homer when it comes to Wright State, but I think we're going to see an IUPUI-Wright State matchup in the finals. And, uh, you know, that would be quite a matchup. Their, their matchup got canceled earlier in the season. We got robbed of that game. So I, I'm hoping that's what we get. That's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, that, that's definitely a game I want to see when you've got two teams that are that have played so well this year. Sadly, we didn't get to see them play in the regular season. So I think I'm going to have to go with Will on this one. I think we all can agree Wright State is the team with the target on their back, the team that's most likely to be in the finals. And IPY is just playing some really good basketball right now with Macy Williams. I I think it's most likely that IPY Wright State ends up in the finals this year.
0: Yeah, everyone loves a good one versus two. So, I mean, you'll have no complaints from me. I mean, Macy Williams versus... Tyler Frierson, Angel Baker. I mean, it's it's, the star power would be on display for a game like that.
2: And I hate to pick chalk, but it's just, it seems like it's set up like that's what it's going to be.
0: Absolutely. All right. So let's move on to the men's side of the bracket. Of course, Wright State, Noah, we're in NKU week and we almost forgot about it, but they sweep Milwaukee over the weekend. They crack 90 plus points in both games. It's the seventh time this year they've scored 90-plus in 19 games. This was a team before the season that Scott Nagy said was defensively minded. I still think think their defense – what's scary is I still think their defense is better than their offense, but they're averaging 85 points a game. This is far and away the most talented team in the Horizon League, and I don't think it's much of a debate anymore.
1: Absolutely. In terms of talent, if you're playing up against Wright State, you just have to try to play defense as well as you can, man. But if they're cracking 90 points in two games – I, I don't know how you even tackle trying to beat this Wright State team right now. They're playing so well. They've won their last what nine games at this point. Yeah, they, they've won their last nine games at this point. They're coming in this tournament so hot. They're the team with the target on their back by far. Well,
0: and they cracked ninety points on Friday, shooting forty-one percent from the field. They didn't even shoot that well, and yeah. they still dropped ninety. And that's I, I tweeted out when that a graphic got posted yesterday. Uh, that they're getting top twenty-five votes, and that they, you know it's their seventh game this year, scoring ninety plus points. And I said, this is the textbook definition of nightmare fuel for four <laughs> and five seeds in the NCAA tournament. Like this team is top eight in Division One, or top five in Division One, or no, top eight in Division One in five different categories. But this is a team that is from you know the middle of nowhere, Fairborn, Ohio, in the Horizon League, and they're uh, talent-wise maybe a top twenty-five team in college basketball this year, and that's insane.
2: Yeah. There's, and you know, I saw the horizon league, they came out with the, the seating and I, what, uh, Cleveland state was number one. And I just don't understand how you could think a teams better than Wright state in the horizon league. I mean, they're just so deep. You won't you don't be surprised if anyone goes for 20, I mean, they can shoot, they have size, they're physical. You, Scott Nagy says defense. It, I mean, it's, they're so good. They're just so loaded. It's hard to, it's pick your poison with this team.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, uh, I mean, I just think they're far and away the best team in the conference.
0: And it's something that I think uh, everyone, of course, when they talk right State, they talk loud and love, reigning Horizon League Player of the Year, deservedly so. He, he's been great. Um, Grant Basile, what a year he's had growing, going from four points a game off the bench last year to 15-7 and seven this year, leading the conference in field goal percentage, leading the conference in blocks per game. Uh, Grant's been unbelievable. Tanner Holden averaging 18-7 and seven on 60% shooting. I mean, Tanner Holden, we talked about it, Noah, I think Tanner Holden is, uh, I think he should be in the conversation for Horizon League Player of the Year. He might not have the numbers that Brahma has or that uh, Antoine Davis has, but he is so efficient and he does everything on the basketball court in an elite level. Tanner Holden is such a slept on talent in this conference. I think he's a top five player, but I think the biggest move that nobody talks about this season that really flicked a switch for Wright State. Jalen Hall becoming the backup point guard. He's elevated Alex Hubricks. He's elevated that whole roster to a new level. Wright State played the first half of this season without a true backup point guard. It put a lot of pressure on Trey Calvin. Jalen Hall has been unbelievable the last month or so of the season, and him being the backup point guard has done wonders for Scott and group.
1: Absolutely. This weekend was a nightmare for Milwaukee when you're trying to guard Loud and Love, Grant Basile, and Tanner Holden, and you put so many guys on them, and Jalen Hall gets, he whenever he gets the ball, he passes it off if he doesn't have a shot. If he has a shot, he takes it and he makes it. He shot 100% game two in three-pointers, and he shot four five threes. Every single time he had the ball, he was open from the three-point line. He shot it and he made it. It was such a nightmare for Milwaukee, and there was nothing they could do.
2: Yeah, and I I agree with that move. I mean, moving Jalen Hall to the bench and making him the backup point guard, thats, that's that was really genius, I thought. And, uh, you know, that really elevated this offense and took them to new heights.
0: And, uh, yeah, they're just on a roll right now. It's, it's scary for the Horizon League. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I think Jalen, uh, something that I've really noticed is Jalen Hall plays his best basketball when he's in control of what happens on the court. So I think... We noticed we didn't see Jalen play at his best the first half of the season because he was kind of being treated as a three and D guy, stand on the wing, catch the ball, and then pass it off, or you know, just play defense on the wing. Where I think what we saw in Jalen Hall's freshman season is Jalen Hall, and that's the guy that has the ball in his hands. He can make the pass, he can make the shot, he can drive, he can score. Oh, and he, you know, his offense has grown. He's still probably one of the two or three best peer defenders in this conference as well. Jalen Hall's really cemented himself as a fourth superstar for Wright State. And then you also throw in Tim Finke. I mean, the top five on this team is stupid good. And I think you could take that five, put them up against almost any other top five across any mid-major in the country, and Wright State would have the ma- would have the edge. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And we talked about them scoring 90 points in both games. In both games, only seven of their players got playing time. Um for, for me, these seven, this top seven, this top six, this top five, put them against anybody else in the country, mid-major, high-major, whatever it is, Wright State's going to give them a run for their money. They're going to give them some trouble.
0: Yep. And that brings me to my a, a little quick point that we had. Of course, Stadium put out their mock NCAA tournament bracket the other day. Wright State, a 12-seed. Of course, the entire tournament's in Indianapolis this year, but going up against 5-seed Creighton, Creighton's obviously always got good shooters. They got some good guards. They got great depth. They, they're not the Creighton that you might remember from 10, 15 years ago. But I think that's a good matchup for Wright State. I said that as long as they don't go up against an All-American center that can take Loudon Love out of the game, like a Luca Garza, like a Gonzaga, like somebody like that, I really think Wright State can hang with almost anyone that's going to be in the tournament this year. I don't think there's more than one or two teams uh, that could really you know, shut down the Wright State Raiders. I think they could hang with almost anyone.
2: I saw you tweet that out too. I wanted to uh, I wanted to tweet at you and engage in that a little bit, but I, I like that matchup too. Creighton, I mean, they're obviously a good team and they've been a good team for a long time. But uh, I mean, I like that matchup. That's not that doesn't make me scared of that matchup. Really, honestly, I I think that's a good one. That'd be a good one.
0: And I, think I my favorite thing I think I've seen all season was the smirk on Scott Nagy's face when he looked at in the press conference at the media and said, we're trying to get a 12 seed because the most common upset in the NCAA tournament is a 12 over a five. And I know Scott Nagy knows it. I know the players on this team know it. I mean, they came up short last year. Of course, last year was title or bust and it was disappointing that this team dropped in the semis, but uh, they haven't made it back to the tournament since they got, you know, beat pretty good by Tennessee. And that Tennessee team was great. Admiral Schofield, Grant Williams, Jordan Bone. I mean, half that roster's in the NBA now, but um, I know Wright State wants to get back, and I think you could argue that this is Scott Nagy's most talented team in his time at Wright State, and I really think this might be the Wright State team that gets the Horizon League and NCAA tournament win.
1: Absolutely, and it, it's crazy to think that we're just talking about a matchup that's not only good for basketball, but all of Wright State sports, where if Wright State beats Creighton in the NCAA tournament, people are going to look at Wright State as not only a strong basketball team, but they're going to see our volleyball team, they're going to see our women's basketball team, they're going to see our soccer squads, and realize that this team, coming from the Horizon League, they're a threat no matter what sport you're going to play. If they come up against Creighton, a team that's respected around the world of college basketball, and they take it to them, maybe they even beat them, it, it, it'll be one heck of a match to see. I'm very excited for it.
2: It's just wild to see what Scott Nagy's done with this program, too. You know, I mean, now I I just expect that we're going to be that good, and you know, hope to be in the tournament if they can get it done in the conference tournament. So, right. And it's
0: no, it's crazy. Just like you said, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's exactly like he said. Where uh, Billy Donlin was a good coach. He, I mean, we were finishing third, fourth every year in the Horizon League, which isn't easy to do. But Scott Nagy has been you know a top 5 coach and out of any mid-major in college basketball and uh the only thing i worry about with this program is when bigger programs start to notice what Scott Nagy's doing
2: yeah yeah we can't we can't lose scott we can't have that <laughs>
0: No, but then, and of course you talk about, we didn't uh, bring her up when we talked the women's side, but I mean, Coach Katrina Merriweather doing amazing things as well. I, she got to a hundred career wins in what, four and a half seasons? Yeah. That, that's 23 wins a year. I mean, I don't care where you're coaching. I don't care if it's D1, D2, D3, wherever you're at. 23 wins a year is insane in college basketball.
2: Yeah. She's amazing. She's a great coach.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so let's get into, uh, you know, the rematch of, uh, well, last thing I want to bring up actually on, uh, Uh, Milwaukee over the weekend Uh, the Panthers I think played really well offensively but Wright State uh, I think the best thing they did was they took T. John Lucas out of his comfort zone one of the best guards in the history of that program he looked off both days but something that I really think uh, impressed me DeAndre Golston might have played himself into first team all-conference he was unbelievable this weekend
1: Absolutely. And we we talked about it before coming into the weekend against Milwaukee. If Golston and both Lucas have a good game, Wright State's in trouble. But if only one of them has a good game, I think Wright State comes out with the 2-0 win. And of course they did. Uh, But Golston, I mean, oh, my God, I I, I knew that we had Lucas out of the game. But Golston had me worried, man. He had, what, 29 points game one and he had 27.
0: Well, he I think I think he didn't play as much in game two because of foul trouble. But yeah, he was on the floor. Um, I still think he dropped 20 and I mean, he was great, but um, it's just unbelievable. I can remember four or five different occasions where Tim Finky or Jalen Hall, good defenders had a hand right in his face and he'd hit a three from the right Pat logo on the right wing. And he'd be like, Jesus, who is this? Antoine Davis.
1: Absolutely. It was nuts.
0: Yeah. He can fill it up in a variety of ways. He's, he's scary to go against. So that brings me now to of course, NKU week. The Raiders off to Highland Heights to face off with the Norse in the final weekend of the regular season. It's a rivalry renewed. And uh, a couple, I mean, people might think I'm crazy for saying this because we don't want NKU to be good at anything, but it's always more fun when both teams are playing well. NKU's finally got it figured out. They were average for most of the season. Faulkner and Warwick have elevated them back up into the top four. And uh, I really think uh, this is going to be another classic between the Raiders and the Norse.
2: Yeah, I mean Warwick. We touched on it a little bit earlier. Warwick's got to be the freshman of the year in the conference, and I mean Faulkner. He's just he's playing like he's never played before, and you know they're getting it going at the right time. So this this is going to be a big matchup. I mean, this can go either way. They're playing. Both teams are playing really well right now. This can go either way, but focus has to be stopping Faulkner and Warwick for sure. Those guys are something else.
1: Absolutely. Both teams are playing incredibly well right now i mean this northern kentucky side they went one and one against green bay they had a six win streak going about midway through the season they've really started to find their groove so coming to tournament time it's a bad time for them to find their groove but it's a good time for us because we'll get to watch some great games
0: absolutely and before we get into the you know the horizon league tournament on the men's side the last thing i want to bring up is it's crazy wright state of course is going for their 10th straight win on friday night but um, it's crazy to think they're five wins away from going to the NCAA tournament. Two games this weekend against NKU, three quarterfinal, semis, championship. Uh, they've had some bad losses this year. I know they're sixteen and three, but that game against Marshall, they they got their butts kicked. Um, and and Marshall is a bubble team. They they're not guaranteed to get in, and uh, they lost to Oakland, a bad game against Oakland, uh, and then losing at the buzzer back to back weeks to Youngstown and Cleveland State, who are both you know solid teams, but. Wright State hasn't been, you know, world beaters all year. Of course, when they win, they win by 20 points a game. But it's crazy to think that they've taken some bad losses at the beginning of the year. And if they win these last five games, I think they're going to be a 12 seed. And it's crazy to see that the NCAA uh, committee has that kind of respect for a Horizon League team, where it's like, hey, you still had two or three bad losses, but we know what you're capable of. And we want to put you in one of the prime first round matchups.
2: Yeah, that Marshall loss, too. I mean, it's, you know, that was the first game of the year, so it's hard to put too much into that. And, I mean, they had games canceled by that point and not too much practice time. But after that Marshall game, I was kind of questioning (laughs) how great the team can be. I mean, Tavion Kinsey, I mean, he he had a ridiculous game. He had, like, 30 for Marshall. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I was a little worried after that game. And they had some bad losses, but they turned it around quickly, I felt like. You know, once they got into conference play, they didn't really look back much.
1: No, absolutely. And I mean, they did have some really heartbreaking losses. Like you said, national TV, two weeks in a row losing at the buzzer, two very heartbreaking losses. But at the end of the day, they've turned it around. They've almost won double digit games in a row, which is crazy coming into an NCAA tournament that we really, really want to see them come in as a 12 seed and beat a five seed. So Mm -hmm. they're, they're in prime position right now. I, I think that Wright State is exactly where they want to be.
0: And I mentioned earlier this year that there's no such thing as a good loss. Um, but I think something that was really important for this Wright State team is I think it's it's one of the reasons why they lost to UIC last year in the semis. This team knows that they're good. And they, they should you know play like they're good because they're great. But I feel like sometimes they get comfortable and they don't play every team as tough as they could play them. And I think those two back-to-back buzzer leader losses – on national TV, really lit a fire underneath them. And ever since then, I know I've said this a couple times, it feels like they play quote-unquote pissed off, and I love it. Because when they play pissed off, I think they can beat any team in this conference by 20 points.
1: Exactly. When they play pissed off against Cleveland State and Youngstown State, they beat them by 30. They beat Cleveland State by 36. It's something that uh, Coach Nagy has talked about so many times, where if you're at the games, you can hear one of their coaches saying to the whistle every game because they want them to get back. They want them to get on defense. Coach Nagy says it so many times in post-game interviews that he's yelling at his players when they're 20 points up because he doesn't want them to get complacent. They know that they're good, and this coaching staff is working day and night to make sure that they know that they're good, but they also play as hard as they possibly can because they don't want to get caught out.
2: Right. Yeah, and then, I mean, you know, it almost worries me a little bit about the win streak because, kind of like you just touched on, Noah, after they lost to Youngstown State, they beat them by almost 40. Then they lost to Cleveland State, they beat them by, like, 36. So, yep. you know, you can, I don't know, You get I get a little worried when they're on nine-game win streak. When it, when
1: it takes a loss for them to play like that, it does... Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. So, it worries me a little bit, but, you know, I mean, if they, if they just have that same mentality, they then no nobody can really hang with them.
0: Right, I totally agree. I think that Um, like you mentioned, Noah, it's something where, uh, you don't want to get complacent. And that's something that I think Wright State has not, I don't want to say has struggled with, but it's something that they've been guilty of in the past. And I love seeing this Wright State team that plays uh, with a sense of tenacity to them, because I think they now almost have that kind of chip on their shoulder, if you will, where it's like, Hey, we've been embarrassed a couple times this year and it's not going to happen again. And I think that's, that instills fear into the rest of the teams in this conference. I know Cleveland State still sits in first right now, uh, but you don't think they look at the schedule, know that they've lost this team by 30-plus when they play at their best, and they're not terrified. I mentioned it last uh, on the broadcast over the weekend against Milwaukee, but Cleveland State right now is looking in the rearview mirror, and uh, objects in mirror are closer than they appear because Wright State's right on their bumper. All yeah. right, uh, guys. So let's get into this uh, Horizon League tournament. We just got a couple minutes uh, left here in the podcast. Appreciate everyone tuning in, of course. But we're going to do the same thing that we did for the women. Top five teams talent-wise in your eyes. I'll go first again because I got a hot take. I'm going to mix things up. Number five, Detroit Mercy. I'm going with Detroit Mercy. I love Antoine Davis. Uh, he's really played unbelievable. That game he had against Cleveland State on Friday, him and Tori Patton going head-to-head. Uh, he was just an assassin. He hit you know, three or four Kobe Bryant mid-range fadeaways with a hand in his face to put that game away. And uh, he, he intimidates me heading into the tournament. He is a guy that can drop 30 any night on anybody. And uh, I, lo- I think Noah Waterman's emerged as a good uh, secondary piece. Uh, but the lack of depth on Detroit keeps me from putting them higher than five. Number four, I'm going NKU. Faulkner, Warwick are great but same thing with Detroit. I got to see more. If the NKU wants me to put them in the top three, I need to see a third superstar kind of step up because the top three teams, in my opinion, all have three star players. Number three, I'm going with Cleveland state and I know Cleveland state's in first, but Torrey Patton is unbelievable. Torrey Patton, a Dayton kid. Uh, I'm huge Torrey Patton fan. Al Eichelberger is capable of stuff in the stat sheet. Uh, Trey Glamillion, DeMoy Hodge was great over the weekend. Um, I mean, this team is just, it's great. It's a good Cleveland state team, a second best defense in the conference. I believe, uh, Dennis Gates is going to be horizon league coach of the year. Well-deserved. He's been unbelievable. Um, their recruiting classes get better and better, but I hesitate to put him in the top two because after Torrey Patton, I don't see consistency on offense. And I think that's beatable in the horizon league tournament, as good as they are on defense, as hard as they make uh, it for other teams. Uh, I just, I don't see anyone else that I can count on for 10, 15 points a night other than Tory Patton and maybe Des Moines Hodge, maybe Deontay Johnson, but I got to see a little bit more for Cleveland state to put him in the top two. Now here's the hot take. Youngstown state is my second most talented team in the conference. And you look at the standings, they're eight and 10 and you'll be like, Shay, what the hell are you thinking? And well, let me tell you, Nas Bohannon has elevated to an all conference type player this year. Garrett Covington is an unbelievable role player. Michael Akuchi just set the conference record with 25 rebounds in a game. Oh, they beat Wright State at the buzzer. And now, to top it all off, the best point guard in the conference is back. Darius Quisenberry's back, and they have not lost since Darius Quisenberry has come back. The trio, or I should say the quartet, of Akuchi, Covington, Quisenberry, and Bohannon, in my opinion, is the most talented team in the Horizon League outside of Wright State. And number one, The Wright State Raiders, I think it's a pretty big gap between one and two. If Wright State plays at any sort of level like they have the last month or so, I think they run away with the Horizon
1: League. Man,
2: hot take alert, huh? Yes, sir. (laughs) I like it. I hear exactly what you're saying. Youngstown State, I mean, they've they've won like five or six in a row. Um, I mean, they're, they're looking really good right now at the right time of the year. Um. Yeah, Wright State to me is one. You know, we've kind of touched on all of it already. I still put Cleveland State too. I hear what you're saying. I mean, that game against Detroit Mercy, Antoine Davis. I mean, he let him. He's just fun to watch. I, I love watching that guy. And you know that puts some worry into watching Cleveland State, but they're still my number two right now. Um, three, oh man. You made me question it now with young with your Youngstown State. <laughs> um three, I'm gonna go I'm still gonna go NKU. Um Warwick and Faulkner are just a lot to handle. They don't really have that third wheel right now, but you know, I mean they're just they're they're a good team, you know, they're the defending champs, they're they're solid. And then Youngstown State is four to me. And then I go Detroit Mercy five. They're one two punch. I mean, Antoine Davis is just so fun to watch. Their offense is really good. I mean, there's not much depth behind those two guys, but they're they're fun to watch, and they're they're a good team.
1: All right, uh, for me, I'm gonna have to go right State at the top. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think there's any question for any of us. Just like before, that right State is the top team in this conference, talent wise, and the team with the target on their back. Uh, number two. Uh, I'll go, I'll go Detroit for two. Oh, man. Probably. Oh, that might bit be of, hotter
0: than mine. Bit, bit,
1: bit of a hot take here, but I, I think I'll, I think I'll go Detroit for two. I mean, Antoine Davis is the highest scorer in the horizon league right now in points per game. So I'll give him that. May, maybe, a, may, maybe a Detroit at second would just be the Antoine Davis show. But at the end of the day, he's an amazing player to watch. I'm a fan mm. of his. So I don't know. I don't know. Bit of a hot take, but we'll see. Uh, number three, I'll probably go. I'll probably go Cleveland. I mean, they 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 were in first for majority of the season. And there's a good reason for that. They're incredibly solid. Uh, offensively, uh, Tory Patton, like you said before, Shay. He if Tory Patton's not on their offense is kind of off. But Demoy Hodge and other players have put in some good minutes for them in the past few weeks. So Cleveland is going to be a team that I, I I I don't think we've talked about a lot, but it's because we know that they're going to be a threat. They could you know, theoretically run away with and take a game off any of these teams. Number four, I'll probably go Oakland just because I don't want to give NKU any credit. Uh, Good man. (laughs) uh, Oakland had some really close games against Cleveland state. Almost took a game off Cleveland state in overtime. I think Cleveland state beat them in overtime by two, which is heartbreaking to see. So, uh, and and then 5th i they'll go Youngstown, just off of of their six-game win streak. I mean, if they are off, like they were at the beginning of the season, but uh, we haven't seen any evidence of that. But if they are off, I think they'll lose to basically any of these top four teams, but they could give any of these teams a run for their money.
0: I admire your Detroit Mercy pick, because even though I wouldn't put them in second, I think that if anyone steals the show in in Indy and wins the Horizon League tournament single-handedly. It's, it's Davis. It's, it's Davis. Davis. Yeah, no question.
2: This, is,
0: this is a guy that could score 40 in all three tournament games, and I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Um, I, I made a joke a couple weeks ago, and this ties into my Youngstown pick, but uh, I told one of my buddies who's a broadcaster with us, I said, there's three teams right now that I see winning the Horizon League championship, Wright State, Cleveland State, or Darius Quisenberry. <laughs> and uh, no, so that brings us to, you know, the middle of the pack team that could pull off some upsets. I think this one's easy. It's Youngstown State. Quisenberry's back. They're rolling. They're still yeah. in sixth place, but they're trending up. I think anyone that matches up with the Penguins right now, including Wright State, that might be the toughest matchup in the conference right now, just because of how they're playing.
2: Yeah. And Nasbo Hannon, just giving people fits left and right, you know, he can light it up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Youngstown State gave Wright State a run for their money. I mean, they beat them in game mm-hmm. one and game two for the first half-ish. They gave Wright State a decent run for their money. And when you have Nas putting in 29 points in game one and Darius Quisenberry is back now, and they only Wright State lost to them by two points, that game would have been at least 10 if Darius Quisenberry was there. So at the end of the day, Youngstown State is the middle-of-the-pack kind of upset to look for.
0: Right. And I mean, we talk about Nas and Nas is supposed to be their best rebounder because he's, that's what he's done his whole career. And then you have Michael Acucci get 25 rebounds in a game. So, I mean, they have two very talented forwards. And now with Quisenberry back, they have two very talented guards in Covington and Quisenberry. I just think it's a team that has all the talent and they finally, for the first time all season, have everything working together. Uh, I just think it's a team that I I mentioned it, like maybe the first episode uh, Noah, um, don't look at the record because it's misleading. This team, the way they're playing right now, is a top three team in this conference in my eyes.
1: I, I think it's something. Uh, didn't I think we talked about this? Didn't Bohannon hit a thousand, a thousand, a thousand points, a thousand rebounds over his career?
0: It wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I think
1: we talked about that. He he was very close to it or something.
0: Yeah, just one through five.
2: I feel like they match up with pretty much any team in the conference. You know, with Quisenberry back now, they're just their starting lineup is it's legit. They, they can now be overlooked.
0: There was a reason why they were picked second in the preseason poll. I just think that no. e- everyone got accustomed to looking at them at, towards the bottom of the standings and just saying, ah, they're not going to figure it out this year, but it's really just because Quisenberry wasn't playing. And ever since, I mean, I, I know one player doesn't make a team. Well, in some cases, but we talk about Antoine Davis, but there is Quisenberry, not just the 19 points a game. It's also the leadership. It's also the playmaking ability. This team Uh, is, you know, an eighth, ninth place team without Quisenberry. But as soon as you put him back in that lineup and everything starts clicking, uh, it's a team that wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they made it all the way to the championship game. So, all right, let's end the podcast with our projected Horizon League championship game if the season ended today. This is so hard because I've said on numerous occasions that it feels like it's destiny, that it's Wright State, Cleveland State, round three. um, And it very well could be. But if I'm going to make a hot take, i got to ride with it. Um, Youngstown, State, <laughs> Youngstown State makes it back to the title game. They play Wright State. Wright State wins it by nine. Uh, but Youngstown State's the Cinderella of the Horizon League tournament.
2: I like it. I like it. I'm going Cinderella, too. Um, I, I think the Raiders get there. You know, I think it's their destiny. They're, uh, they're just built for the tournament, I feel like. And then I'm going Detroit Mercy off Noah's pick a little bit. I mean, we saw Antoine Davis. I mean, they beat Cleveland State, and then on the next game, it was still a close game. I think he can take over, win you multiple games in a tournament. I mean, he can drop 30 on anybody. So I just like him to get hot going into tournament play and win them some games and lose to the Raiders in the finals and then advance the Raiders (laughs) onto the tournament. (laughs)
1: I, I I made a hot take. I, I made a coffin. Now I've got to lay in it, man. Wright State, Detroit. They're going to the finals. Antoine Davis, you got this, man.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Antoine Davis, you got this. You mean he's going to shoot 30% in the title game, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. This is the Raiders sports podcast. If you want to go be a host on the Titans sports podcast, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Yeah. We'll have Will fill in for you, and you can go right for Detroit Mercy. No, <laughs> I, I,
1: I think Detroit gets to the title game, and Wright State puts a eh, ten on them. I'd probably no. say around. I yeah.
0: think my I think my semis. I, I'm very confident that I think the semis is Wright State, Youngstown, Cleveland State, and Detroit. I think it's yeah. those four.
1: Yeah, um, I, oh, I- the I- only other contender for me in that spot is Oakland. That's about
0: it. Mm Jalen Moore has been great this year. Uh, It's it's just so fun because there's so many different ways that this could end. And it's so so cool to think about it. But all right, Will, we appreciate your time, of course. Um, Really quick before you head out, why don't you uh, let people know how they can uh, read your work and uh, where they can find you.
2: Yeah, so um, thank you guys again. And you guys can check out my Twitter, um, Twitter handle at Will underscore Baptist. Um, I'm writing for the Cavs for Fear the Sword. Covering IPF for the Horizon Roundtable. So, horizonroundtable.com, fearthesword.com. You can find my work there. And thank you guys again for having me.
0: Absolutely, man. It was a blast. We'll make sure to have you on very soon. Again, uh, Horizon League Tournament right around the corner. I mean, how fun was this, Noah? Gem City Jam, top 25 opponents, NKU Wright State Week, Horizon League Tournament. This might. I would be very sad if this doesn't end up being our most liked episode of the podcast so far. I think this is, this is everything that we've like, you know, been building up for so far.
1: You're talking like it's over already, man. I'm about to go watch some volleyball. It's four o'clock game starts at six, man. We got (laughs) to (laughs) go.
0: You're absolutely right. All right. Again, appreciate Will's time for us today. Again, we'll be back in the studio next week, but appreciate it. Noah always uh, appreciate you joining us as well. But until next time, this is Shane Neal on the Raider sports podcast saying so long. And rate her up.